We're going to begin a new Maimer, we're going to skip because the next Maimer is chazring a lot over some of the most of the sites that we've been talking about the past few months. So let's go to page Kufmem Zain, Shadus Malkasa, Prinus Bayes, page Kufmem Zain. The Medrash Rabbah of Yichanes Pneheir, the Medrash tells us about Yaakov Avinu. When he came to the city, so it says, Vayichanes Pneheir, he uses an interesting lotion. Now we know that the word Vayachanu means to encamp. Vayichan, we just had, by Maimon HaSinai. From the lotion of Machana. But Chazal tell us that when Yaakovinu arrived, Vayichan es Pneheir, doesn't say that Vayachan Ba'ir, Chazal learned that Yaakovina arrived Erev Shabbos, Friday late afternoon, just as the sun was setting. And Vayichan is telling us, is hinting to us, that Yaakov set up Tchumen Mi He set up the Shabbos, he made a demarcation to indicate the Tchum Shabbos, the Shabbos boundaries. The Tchum Shabbos. The Kovat Tchumen Mi Ba'od Yain. Ha'da'amra Shishama Yaakov is a Shabbos Kadim Shanitan. And from here we have a hint that Yaakov Vino kept Shabbos before Shabbos was given on Har Sinai. Vayichan es Ha'ir, that Yaakov established the Erev Tchumen. And with this, the Torah has the Torah has pointed to the Shmir Shabbos of Yaakov Avinu. The Meshach Kavat Chumen, which is interesting. Chum Shabbos Vyesh La'ayim is a halbavada shomers kol alametes malachos for Shabbos. If you wanted to show how Yaakov Avinu, if the Torah wants to show how Yaakov Avinu kept Shabbos. The, the the best way to the best way to do that would have been to point to something with the, how he kept the thirty nine malachas of Shabbos before the Torah was given. But Tchum Shabbos, which is not even clear, that he said Daraisa, according to Moses, said Rabban. So we need to understand why is it that that the, this. Inyan of Tchum Shabbos of the Shabbos boundaries, that this Davka is what the Torah is what the Torah shows us is the Shmir Shabbos of Yaakov Avinu, the Tchum Shabbos. Uma Oichel, if you halach, is a Tchum and Rakim Drabana. Tchum Shabbos is Drabana. So obviously, when Chazal are doing such a thing, there's something they're telling us something about Yaakov Avinu and not just Shabbos, but specifically. That Yaakov Avinu was identified with Tchum Shabbos, and that even though Tchum Shabbos is a drabanan, according to most days, Tchum Shabbos is a drabanan, that somehow Tchum Shabbos contains within it the entire Shabbos. The whole kedusha of Shabbos is somehow wrapped up in that mitzvah of Tchum Shabbos or the isra of Tchum Shabbos.
So let's understand. The Shilt is the Ravachai Goyim. Beroish Sifro, Medabral Inina Shabbos. So at the beginning of the Shiltis, Rabbi Chai Goyen talks about Shabbos. Umavar is Teichen Mohusa Shal HaShabbos. Api Moshal Laodam Shabana Bayis. And Rabbi Chai Goyen is explaining <coughs> with a Moshal the whole Mohus of Shabbos. By using a Moshal of a person, Shabana Bayis, who built a house. Ukshagoma Lev Naisai. And when he finished, when he completed building the house, and he saw that the house was the house was completed in the best way. He was pleased. He made a special suda like many people do, a Chanukah to celebrate the completion of the house. Vechal Elokim is a Klilo de Basay, is a Chanukah Sabayis that Hashem made when Kivyochli finished creation, when the house was complete. Hashem also, Kivyochli makes a Chanukah Sabayis. This is the Moshal of Ravachai Goyen. Lucharit Sarach Iyun, Loma Dimas Hashab is a Klilo de Basay Davke. Why does Rav Achai compare Shabbos to the completion of the house? The Chanukah Sabayis. Hariyesh Harbei in Yonei Smochais Ba'olam. There are many types of Simchas in the world. Omash Moshe Kavanos Lahad Gisha Ha'olam Hu B'doyim Lebinyan Ba'is. It's Mashma that Rav Achai wants to emphasize that the world is like the building is like a, a building creating the world was like building a house. and then Shabbos the binyan is finished. And now the bias is done. We need to try to understand this chiddush of Avachai Gain. Nakte Medivya Gemara, the Gemara says in Brachas, Kalakaveya Mokam Latvilasai, anybody who anybody who is Kaveya who establishes a set place for his davening in Shul, Shul to Daven and a place in Shul, Kalakaveya Mokam Latvilasai, the Gemara tells us, Elokei Avram Be'ezrai, the God of Avram Avinu is going to be there to help this person. Shnemar says in Pesach, Vayashkim Avram El HaMokam HaShem Omad Sham That Avram Avinu, when he got up, he went to the place that he had, where he had originally been, where he had stood before. Means that he, he had a Mokam Kavur. He had a set fixed place that he returned to. The Talmidah Rabbi Yanisham Diyaru Ha'inina Pipshutai What's the what's the great Indian of being kaveya amokam litfilosa, of having a kviyas mokam amokam kavua for davening? So the Talmud Rabbanim say, da kaveya mokam litfilosa mar b'zeh shat filah chasuva eveinav. 
that a person is koveya amokam fitfila, that is demonstrating that davening is something which is very important to him. Unlike a person who, da- who, who doesn't have a Mokam Kavua, where davening is something which is like it's a casual thing that he drops in, so every day he davens someplace else, either he davens in a different place every day, or in the shul that he goes to, he davens in one corner, he davens in another room, he davens upstairs, downstairs, all over the place. So that shows that it's not a cheshivas. There's something that's too casual about his, about his uh, way of looking at davening. But a person who's kaveya mokim also, a person who's machshiv tefila, the cheshivas of tefila comes with a mokim kavua. Cheshivas of that's why you see that, to a large extent, even maybe in some ways more so in Eretz Yisrael, that the tefila does not have for many people a mokim kavua. In Eretz Yisrael, it's altogether people people uh, daven in different places and come and go, and uh, it's very. It's very uh, unusual, it's definitely among the Americans there. I'm not talking about if you live on a yeshuv, but if you live in Yushalayim, to have a mokum kavur. Then you have the people that they go to the kaisel, so maybe they have a minion that they like to go to at the kaisel. But uh, another thing by the kaisel, you see people just could walk in and walk around, and you know, they say a little chadaydi here and a little aleinu there, and get the heim, you know. It's no kriyas. And in Chutzlar, it's also how it is with davening. So the Gemara and Rebbe are telling us that Akaveya Mokim also shows that the person is Machshiv Tfila, that he has a designated place, and he returns to that place like Avram Avinu, like Avram Avinu, Elamokim Asher Omad Sham, to the place where he stood before. So Rebbeinu says, page Kufmem Zayin. So Rebbeinu says that that person is zayche to a special type of siyata deshmaya from above because of his having this chashivas, his being machshiv tefila. V'hagroz al b'peris hagodes shaloi mevoras oimek inyan, and the goyin explains in a deeper way. The Indian of Kriyas Makam, of being Kavua in a place. Sheyesh Stein the Kavis Laadam. There are two Nekavis, and the Kav, of course, means a female. There are two Nekavis that the person has. Ha'achas Yehayisha Kapsuta. The first of a person is actually to be married. So he has that kesher within the cave with his wife. Shehi eizer la'odam, l'tzarech of ba'ilamazah. And the Torah tells us at the very beginning that that nekeva, the isha, was created to be an ezer kenegda. There's an ezer to help the person. Kedivya gemara, ba'meha isha ezer is la'odam. Like the gemara explains, how is the wife the Ezer, how is it that she helps? So other maybe chitim and hasada, chitim who kaisais, maybe pishtan, pishtan who loyveish. Person, the man goes, he works in the field and he brings back some grain, so he's able to eat the grain. No, 
his wife prepares it and bakes uh, bread. Pishtan, he goes, he's out on the field and he brings back some flax, some pishtan, pishtan halayve, she's able to put that on to wear, to wear a garment. His wife, his wife prepares a garment, she makes a garment. The woman is the wife illuminates her husband's eyes and sets him on his on his feet, meaning establishes his life. Brings his brings his life from being in a state of potential to being actual and real. That's what the Gemara is telling us. So that's the first Nikeva. And she's an Ezer. She's an Ezer. But Meha Isha Ezer is Now the Goyen is explaining why is it that when a person has a Mokum Kavu and Tfila, Elokei Avram Be'ezro. Hashem is his Ezer. Hashem becomes that person's Ezer when he has a set place in davening. But there's something unusual about that. So he says, the Goyen is telling us that there are two Nekevas. The first Nekeva is the wife. And it's obvious how she's the Azer, <coughs> and that's what the Gemara is telling us. By Nekeva Hashanis, and the second Nekeva, he Mekoyma Shal Ha'odam, is the person's Mokam, his place. The person's Mokam. Now, a Mokam, I mean, the Gaini is saying something very deep, and Rebellion is going to explain. A mokum is a bechin of nekeva. The place, the person's place, is an aspect of that quality that's called nekeva. First of all, nokuv b'shemais. Nokuv means something which is designated and fixed. Nokuv. And the word nokuv or nekeva also means when there's an, an opening that's carved out. Nakuv means nakuv nakuv galum galum, right? Like in in Ashiyotza. Nakuv means when when there's an opening, a hole. A mokum is a bechin of nekev. <coughs> a nekeva is the kli kibble, without going into anything more graphic than that, of the husband. And and in that respect, the person's place, which is that designated area in his life, that mokum that he occupies, has this quality of nekeva, of a kli in which he exists, of an, of an area that is carved out in his life where he exists. So the Goyen says, we're on page Kufram Zayn. So the Goyen says that that's the Ezer Ha'amiti Shalom. There's the Ezer of the wife, the Nekev of the wife, Ezer Kenegdo. And then there's the Ezer Amiti. He says the Ezer Amiti is the Mokum, which is a Bechina of Nokuv or Nekeva. The person, he's explaining the Gemara, that a person who, who is Kaveya Amokum Litfiloso, who establishes, who designates Amokum, 
for his davening. The Kivyochel Hashem is an Ezer. Elokei Avram Be'ezrei. There's a special Madrega that he's Zoycha for Ezer. Like the wife, the Nekeva is an Ezer Kenegda. Being Kaveya Amokam, which is Nekeva, creates an Ezer for the person Kivyachal from above. That's the Chiddush that the Goyen says. It's a very, very remarkable thing. Udvarv Amukam And what he's saying is extremely deep. And we're going to try to understand on, on our level. Let's first try to understand. What is the meaning of this? Nekeva. The guidance says there are two Nekevas, the wife and the person's place. And we know that in Chazal, we know that there were Tanoim, Amaroim, that they would call their wife Bayas, right? House. Meaning, my Mokam, my place. Not just, because, not just because your wife keeps you in your place, <laughs> but because she is the place. She is the husband's place. So, Ma'ha Oifi Shalhanakeva Bechlav. What's the Indian of the Nekeva Bechlal? And then what's this Mokam? We'll be able to understand why at the end of time we were holding now that the same way that relationships between husbands and wives, between Zacha and Nekeva are so tenuous, are so fleeting, are filled with so many problems that people have a, such a hard time remaining Makusha that there should be Shalom Bayis, so too it's very, very hard for people before Mashiach comes to have a Mokam. It used to be that people would live in the same place, not just in the same house, but in the same town for generations. And the children and the grandchildren, they would live in the same town. And they had a certain Mokam. They had a certain Mokam. Part of what happened... Yes, after the Industrial Revolution. But part of what the Hashgacha protest brought into the world in modern times is this lack of Mokam, not having a Mokam. That a person, but not just that a person moves from one place to the other, but even when he has a home that he lives in or a community that he lives in, he's not fixed in that place. He travels a lot. It's much easier to travel. Now we see that a person doesn't have to even travel, but he's able to stay in his house, and he goes on the computer, and he's moving all the time. He's in many Mekimas, and one day, an average person could be in hundreds of places. There was never such a thing. A person can be in hundreds of places while never, ever, never getting... Uh, he could be sitting there gaining 20 pounds a day. <clears throat> he doesn't move. And he and he's and he's been in a hundred places. Our ancestors, if they if they went from Warsaw to Lublin, it was like a whole huge thing. 
it was the trip of the of the decade, you know, to make a to make a trip somewhere. Now there's no kfiyas makam. This is reflected in 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 everything in life, the restlessness and an overall feeling of not having a place and being insecure. It's the same thing with not having a kesha with a wife, a strong kesha with one's wife, not having a bias, not having a mokum, not having a mokum tefillah. People coming from one place where they dive into another place, they dive into another. They, 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 if people, they like this shul and they like another shul, they go to four different shuls and, 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 and the, they're missing a kriyas makam in the world. There was never ever such a time of such upheaval. Well, there used to be where there were, were anti-Semites that would force Jews from their homes. We'd be living someplace and then the pogrom and we'd be forced out. But if you wouldn't force a Jew out of his home, he had his place. And he was settled in his place. And would live there for generations. The only way that we were uprooted were by our enemies. But otherwise we stayed there. It was very, very rare in the old days. When I say old days, I'm talking about before the Mulchamah. It was very rare. Unless it was a matter of some difficulty with the government in the area, it was very rare that you would hear that uh, that some that some balabas would come home and would say to his wife, you know, "I think that we'll do better in Krakow or something." It was just we were even we Jews that we live in this place. That's why Jews were called by their town in the old days. They were called by the place that they lived. We don't have now that someone's called, you know, that. Uh, that uh, Jeff is called the Woodsburger. You understand? Jeff Woodsburger. Not a rabbi. I'm not talking about rabbis. I'm talking about stand. Jews were called by their towns. In Europe, Jews were called by their towns, where they came from. Meaning, if they went someplace else, it was a Chiddush. And we knew who this person was because he's a Woodsburger. This is, this is who he is. In other words, it's tied up to his identity. The same way he's married, and he's this person's husband. He's he is identified by his place. And I, I always remember, you know, growing up, how that was something that was so much a part of my consciousness, just talking to my parents, and just watching how it was that when they would, when there was my father's from Ungvar, so everything was oh yeah, this place he's an Ungvar. He's an Ungvar. It's not the same as you say nowadays when someone comes from, like, who cares if the guy's from Farakoy or Flappers? Like, what's enough community that he ended up, you know, and doesn't mean anything. But by my father and by my mother, by my mother, my, my mother, yeah, 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 I was at this place and I met the Munkacha there. Or there, is, or there are many Munkachas that live in this place. And during the Mulchamu, it's not just because of familiarity, there was a certain Mitzias that's called an Ungvar. A Munkacha, a Lublina, a Lodger. There was a, there was a certain Mitzias of a person that they were Doris, they were generations in a place, and they were identified by that. They were identified by that place. So then you had with the rabbis that even when they, even when all of that ended, and Europe is already Europe is already destroyed. 
So this one is a Lubavitcher, and this one's a Bubaver, and this one's a, a Klosenberger, and so on. It's not just because they happen to live there. It's not that. The Mokam was a very, very important thing in a person's life. And one of the most horrible simonim of the, uh, 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 well, it's a simon of, of Mashiach, but one of the most difficult simonim to bear is the homelessness of modern men. Not to have a home, not to have a place. We have much more beautiful homes than our parents and grandparents ever had. They, they never dreamt of, uh, of the homes that we have. But now that we have these beautiful homes, we're, we're not comfortable with them. We don't we don't stay in them. And that's that's an outcome, that's a consequence of of the matzah that we're in. And if a person I'm gonna tell you something when when if you speak to Jews from who still remember the Hein it's interesting, right? Well, we don't. Again, we don't. We never have such a. We don't have even in English. When a Jew talks about what it was like before the war, he says in the heim, in the home. They had more of a hergish, even though they were living there for generations in the same place. They had more of a feeling of longing for Eretz Yisrael than we do. So how? What's the? How do you? How? Aren't we much bigger? Aren't we much bigger Zionists than our parents and grandparents? I don't. I don't believe so. I don't believe so at all. No, I don't think so. And maybe it's due to the fact that we can get up and go. If you have, a, if you have fifteen hundred dollars nowadays, a lot of money. You, can, you have points from uh, the grocery or something, so you can get up and go there to sell. And it became much easier. There are many reasons. I don't. I don't believe the fact that the, the fact that we have, this homeless feeling before Mashiach that it, it creates a greater longing to return to Israel. It should. What you're saying is right. That's 100% right. But I don't know that that's the Matthias, that it creates a greater longing for Israel. It's funny, in that respect, people like their homes in Chutzlars. And they, and they get comfortable in their homes. As far as that's concerned, they get comfortable in their homes in Chutzlars. The discomfort is that they had Probably naturally created a, a greater longing for Lula. Just, just uh, in the old physical days. Physical discomfort, yeah. And just yeah, the, the 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 tzars that we had, the the tzars that we had with the goyim, and there was altogether a feeling of, in that respect, of, of, even though we're kavur in this place, we 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 begging Hakadosh Baruch Hu take us out of this place. This is our place, in Prague, in Lublin, in in, in Taman and wherever this is our place but Hashem take us out of this place whereas opposed to now whereas opposed to now a person doesn't really have a place and since I don't have a place benkach or benkach I'm not a person with a place so I wouldn't mind going to Israel to visit every now and then it's just like one of the places that's also not the place El Hamokam it's also not the place. It's not the place. It's just always a place. And you even have people that live there now, but they don't even live there while they're living there. 
due to all kinds of uh, circumstances, but they have to come back for Panos and so on. So they're commuting. The Yidin that they live in HSL, I see them more now than I saw them when they lived here. Like every now, hey, every two weeks, how you doing? I don't even like make a big deal anymore. It doesn't doesn't even like you don't even get a kiss or hug out of the whole thing. It's like how you doing? He's just you know two weeks passed and he's back. So so it's a strange thing that Jews in the old days had a kriyas makom. That was a makom. They had their makom, and they were begging Hashem, get us out of this makom, because we because it was miserable. Get us out of this makom. Get all these anti-Semites and, and we want to be in Eretz Yerushalayim there. my father said that when they were in Europe and they spoke about Yerushalayim it was like it was like something like from a fairy tale a fairy tale and and you know, get us out of our Malcolm and take us to the Malcolm where the Jewish people belong now nobody has a real Malcolm Here's a real Malkam. As far as HSL is concerned, it's another Malkam. It's also a Malkam. In other words, it's not Ha Malkam. It's a nice Malkam. It makes me feel good when I go there. I spend a couple of dollars and I come back to this Malkam. And when I'm in this Malkam, then I start to plan my next trip to the other Malkam. There's no Malkam Kavur. There's no Kvius Malkam. If we think that Avravina's life was complicated because of his life, you know how he was traveling, if there'd be a map of our lives, it would be much, it would be much, uh, it would be much stranger than Avravina's journeys. Sof he was in a certain part of the world, and he did. Hashem sent him, he drayed around. But if you would just follow a typical, so I'm not talking about a gvir. He doesn't know from week to week where he's going to wake up, in which country, wherever his wife tells him we're going to on vacation. And he wakes up someplace, and here they're speaking Spanish, the next day they're speaking French, he doesn't know where he is. But even a regular guy, just follow, just follow the way it is with Shul. We always talk about that. The Jews from the Heim, they would... They would find a, a shtibel or a shul that they were davening in, and you could prove to them one million percent that the shul that you're davening in, compared to the other shuls, is the worst shul in the whole neighborhood. And you'd be doing much better. You'd have a better drasha in another shul, a better kiddush in another shul. You have more consistent air conditioning, softer chairs in the other shul. When you take a Jew from the Heim, and he couldn't care less, he has his mokum. And they'll sit in a place where the roof is leaking, and where the where, where the where the rabbi gets up and babbles and can't even understand what he's talking about. But it's his malcolm. His malcolm. Now people come to a shul. Could be they spend five years making a shul. Two weeks after there, they say, uh, "I think we have to start a new shul. It's time for a new shul. We're already here two weeks. It's time for a new shul." But in such a way that if somebody were observing it, you know, because we're used to it, we live this way, but if somebody were observing it, you would say, these people are absolutely crazy. They're just crazy. They don't have a mokum. They don't have a mokum. So now, now, this lack of a mokum, this homelessness, is 
is manifesting itself with the technology. With the technology. Where you can't be in a mokum, you can't sit in a place without going somewhere else. When you do that, by the way, and you see I get upset about it, that's just that's just an outcry of the unbelievable Rahmanis that we should feel on our matzav of being homeless people. When you look at a guy that's been on the same bench for, for, for 10 years, it's, it's less of a, and you have big Rahmanis, the guy's on a bench, it's less of Rahmanis on him than you're sitting there with your thing playing around. He has his place. It's not Givaldic, it's a hard bench, but he has his, he has his place. Think of yourself when you're reaching into your pocket 500 times in one day and looking and going. Think how homeless you are. You could dress it up in anything you like it's because of my business. I don't have to get told. Your business. It's not because of business. It's you're homeless. You can't be in one place. You can't sit in one place. You have no mokum kavu in life. It's much bigger than the guy on the bench. So, not even a competition. The guy on the bench is much better off. Of course, in Gashmis, he's not better off because you're a spiffy guy. You got a nice purple necktie and you got a little kerchief coming out of your pocket. And this guy's lying on a bench and he stinks. But in Pneumius, he's, he, he, he's much more harsher than you. He has a Mokum Kavur. That's his bench. He knows his place. He has his Mokum. So you say, yeah, but poor guy, look at him doesn't have a wife, I have a wife, uh, well, you have a wife. What's the curious of that also? What's the nature of that relationship? There's so many, there's so many nakudas wrapped into this union of Mokam and the Azer, a wife and a Mokam. And it's such a, it's such a clear and painful commentary on the gullus that, that we're in. When Chazal said in the Gemara, well, we know we had all the predictions that there's going to be some great, great war before Mashiach comes. And I mentioned many times that Avin Ezer said from his father, from the Kotzka, that they had a Kabbalah, that we're not going to have to have such wars. It's already reported from these wars of Gogumagog because. The Gemara says, "Kosher tabes ra b'sarik be'eser shaladam yoisim mechamas goygamagim." The before Mashiach comes, the wars are going to be in people's homes, and the and the wars in the homes are going to be more bitter than any melcham of goygamagim. Means that in your own house, you have no kriyas. Husband and wife have a child. The husband and wife have a certain mokum that they've made. And in that mokum, in that mokum, there's a certain way of life. And they do everything they can to make the child feel at home. But this is his mokum. And the kid grows up feeling that the last place on earth where I want to be is in this mokum. And in order to get out of the mokum early, because I can't leave, you can't leave when you're 14. I mean, what are you going to do? So the only thing they can do is to be machrev the home, to destroy the home, to see to it that this mokum does not exist.
It's, it's unbelievable. The mockum that could give the child such warmth and such security that becomes a place of Muhammad becomes a battlefield. Becomes a battlefield. Kosha tablas robes like basis odam the tablas the unhappiness that people have, the kids have in their mockum. The mockum. The last place they want to be is the mockum, is in their home. They'll hang out, they'll go, they'll, they'll go to any other house, anybody else's house, they'll say, oh, it's Givaldi. But not their Makkum. They don't want to be in the Makkum. And the mother says, honey, how come we don't see you anymore while she's running out to go to her aerobics class or something? And if the kid would be able to tell the truth, say, look, ma, let's, <clears throat> let's be honest. You don't have a Makkum, I don't have a Makkum. There is no Makkum. And if one does not have a mokum in this world, then he has very little connection to hamokum. That's just how it is. Baruch hamokum, baruchu. A mokum. Hashem is the mekaymashal olam. The lack of kri is the homelessness of this generation. You have to pay attention to it. You have to pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. No. Shabbos is the beginning. That's what we're learning about now. Shabbos is the beginning. One of the things that I've told people is, you have have some homes, I know this is going to sound strange, you have some homes where even Shabbos, they're homeless. How can you make yourself homeless on Shabbos? Shabbos is a Tchum Shabbos. That's what we're learning about. Shabbos, you can't can't leave. Huh? You can't leave your home on Shabbos. Not only that, you can't even go scrolling on Shabbos. You can't even go on the on the on the internet on Shabbos. You can't look at your email on Shabbos. <coughs> to go five hundred times a day looking, you can't do that on Shabbos. So you have some people that the way that they get out of their place on Shabbos, not to have a malcolm. So what some people will do is that they'll bring on a consistent basis twenty people from the outside into their malcolm. And they'll call it Hafnasazarcha. Which is a chash of a mitzvah, I'm not talking about Hafnasazarcha, what it classically means when there's some poor Jew that doesn't have a place to stay. And and he, and, and, he, and and you go to shul Friday night and there's a yid that doesn't have a place to stay. You say, Rabbi, come with me. That's part of creating a home. I'm talking about socializing. Bringing a lot of people over all the time, having busy and so on. Sometimes you can call it Kiri Vachaykim, sometimes you, you don't... They believe it's care of the is just in your own home that you don't have a home. Why don't you have a home? Because the home is identified by the people who live in that home. Hachnosis Archim is something else, what an Ayreach means, which is a huge mitzvah. And Shabbos to be to have people over and to be Makar of people. Uh, I'm sure you understand that I'm not Khalila coming to to uh, attack such a thing. But, uh, I've t- I tell young couples all the time that the first year that you're married, try to try to spend at least at least to be Friday night if you're able to to be home. I tell this to all the to all the in school. They get married, especially there. 
they're very close knit families. Great, like all the families, because so every single Shabbos, they're, they're, every Shabbos, they're by this parent, by that, by the pa- in-laws, by the parents. Every Shabbos, all meals, all the time, every Shabbos. So you can't make a bias like that. You don't have a malcolm. A husband and wife have to have a malcolm. She's an Ezek Konegdo. She's in a cave, and then a cave is a bias. A wife is a bias. The bias means that we have to live together and establish a malcolm. It's part of the homelessness. Part of not having a home. And we're suffering very, very much from this. I can. This is an Indian that that is very, very, very painful. The homelessness. So, Binyam Ben, are you still with me? So coming back to what you were talking about, a lot of what Ejisal has become now... Agree with you a thousand percent. No one could argue with that. But what Ejisal has become now for a lot of people is the imaginary home. What do I mean by that? If I would be in Ejisal and I would have my welcome, then that, that, that. And, 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 and Ejisal is my true home. Maskin, who would argue with that? Ejisol is our true home. But it wasn't meant to be an excuse not to establish a stable and good and healthy home wherever you happen to, wherever the Barshalom dropped you off in Dallas. It's not an excuse for that. So, for many people, it's just another explanation of why they're homeless. Because my true home is not here, my true home is in, is in Yushalayim. That's your true home? What does that mean, that it's your true home? How does that affect your life, that it's your true home, that Yushalayim is your true home? Other than other than getting all emotional, you know, when, when you talk about it, and, and uh, reading the uh, Jerusalem Post or something. How is that, how is that your makam? In Mitzis, how is that your makam? Because you visit there. You're right. You're right. And we should be all longing for our true Markham. And, and, and the Alp, when people were back in Europe, the reason why they talked, maybe the reason why they talked about Yerushalayim uh, is just glowing terms because they've never been there. So. Right, that's the Shmuel saying they've never been there and their life is miserable in Gullis and most for, for the most part. So, so, so perception is always greater than reality. A hundred percent. Everything you're saying, well, we'll mask him. I'm saying, but modern man's lack of a makam has made it convenient for him to dream of other makaimas. It's part of his dreaming. It might not be a longing for the Besamekdish. It might be just another way of getting out of my present home thinking about another place. That's not the panemius of it. You're talking about the panemius. Of course you're right. But we're homeless. That's that's the unbelievable fate of a Jew, that even when he sets up a magnificent home someplace in Gullahs, or even if we have a magnificent home in Yerushalayim, that he's, he's still homesick. He's not He's not home. It's a crazy thing, but that's part that comes, we're going to see, that comes from the Kedusha of Ami Sold as well. What is it, Ruve? I find this, I noticed, I mean, you once said, I mean, we should 
develop a multicultural world. I, I think in this show especially, people are very, uh, they find the multicultural world very <laughs> sacred. And we had problems with people who are strangers who come in. That's all chitzanius. I'm not talking. That's the chitzanius. The people, the people who are fighting as much. I don't want to. What I have to get into this is all the uh, kleinekeit. I'm talking about the beginning. I'm not talking about the kleinekeit of of them all. They feel com. They feel comfortable enough that if anybody sits in their place, it makes them uncomfortable. Period. But they pre- they be perfectly comfortable not being there also plenty of times. It's not the same thing. No. It's a person's need to have his territory. It's a very male thing. It's not, don't make it. Don't don't give it that much religious significance. Not certainly not more than it deserves. It's a it's a it's a it's a lima schus. A Jew likes to have a malcolm kavur. Yeah, person. There are people that are like that. They're very much like that. And they want to they want to melt into the into the shul and and be in wherever that shul is to be that shul. Of course, but it's not it's not. Maybe the way people feel about their Markham, that, that base male you know, conquering, mm-hmm. having your territory, your space. They, they treat their, their homes, their wives, their children the same way, and that's not. That's not what. That's, that's, not, that's, supposed to be. that's not a Mokam Kavua. Yeah. That's a conquest. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's a conquest. <laughs> yeah, it's such it's such a big Indian. And as far as that's concerned, certainly we all. Malam that that the great fervor that's involved in a person's need to have his place is connected to Kedusha. And we all know that a Jew is holy, and we believe that that is connected to Kedusha. But there's another part of that that, it, that is not necessarily coming from Kedusha. What about the person who has a Malkam Kavu and he can't sit in it for more than 20 minutes? You ever, you ever hear such a thing? No. Huh? <laughs> what does that mean? What does it mean when a person has a Malkam Kavu and he can't stay in it? But he wants to make sure it's his. He has his flag. He keeps his sitter. He keeps his place. But when you look, half the time during davening, he's not there. What does that mean? Any theories? What is that? Unless he doesn't have the Zitzfleisch, or he has, uh, what's it called, the ADD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we get past all the Rashi Tavis, <laughs> uh, Zitzfleisch, okay, uh, SF, lack of Zitz, uh, the lack of Zitzfleisch syndrome, ADD, all the other things. I'm asking, why is it that why is it that when you go to a shul of old Jews? And how is it that you're telling me that all of a sudden these Rashatevas came into existence nowadays? I grew up in a place where the, the young people were disappearing. They went in and out ten times during davening. But all the Jews that were over 40 years old, they were able, they came into shul a half hour before davening started, and they did not leave shul until davening ended. How do you explain with the ADD? How do you explain that you have grown men, very, very rare by women, Women, if you'll ask the ladies, stay in their place. A woman is a makam. Women stay in their places during davening. It's very unusual. You could ask the ladies. Very unusual for a woman to go out by davening. They, unless they're ch- children. Something is doing. But a woman comes into shul. She has her makam. She sets up shop. Just like she does in the house. She, she sets up her place. She has her makam. The guys... Mass migration. <laughs> it used to be only by kids. 
I turn around in shul and I see, I can see the same person making his fourth or fifth trip out of shul. What he's doing, I've already spoken about this, I don't know what goes on on these trips. It couldn't be the bathroom or else the guy, God forbid, should be in the hospital. <laughs> if that's what it means, the bathroom, then he belongs, he should be in the hospital. And he might not even be allowed to daven because who knows what's going on. He's got, he's got some serious problems going on. Why is he going out? Back and forth. So we could say he's got ADD. So none of the women have that machla? I read a study about that also. Yeah. There are kids who have this Indian, but when they want to be, when they're in something, they could be even more focused than regular yeah, I mean, people. Right on the on the same on the same sugya. It's it's an amazing thing. So what is the Indian? Ask is, ask this question. Moving, ask a good question. I'm asking you this question. What is the Indian of a person coming up and going back and forth? About when he has a makam, walking around all over the place. What's that Indian? Homelessness. Not having a makam kavur. So you could be even in the, even in the place where you have a makam kavur, you're not kavur. <coughs> That's what I was talking about with the computers. You live in your house. That's your house. But you're not kavur. It's all over the place. But on Shabbos you can't use a computer. You can't you can't scroll on Shabbos. So what do you do? You have your makom kavua. You have your little flag, and you say, if anybody sits in my seat, I'm going to kill him. If you sit, this is my chair. This is my chair. And you just like to set up your like equipments over there. You know, you got your stuff. You have your city. You have your place. You have your pillow. <laughs> you set up. Sometimes we ask you, like, you spend so much time setting up your place, like, spend a little bit more time over there. You set everything up. You have everything set up. And then again, again, a hin and a hair. You'll never see it by the women, ever. First of all, they don't make anybody upset if someone's sitting in their seat. You have an exception here or there. But mostly, I've spoken a lot to the women about this. Mostly if a woman sits in this place, she sits in that place, it's not my place, you can sit in that place. And it's interesting, and the women, when they come to their place and they sit in their place, they don't have a need to leave the place. But the man is just the opposite. If you take my place, I'm going to kill you. It's my place. But they don't sit in it. You see, a woman is a makam. Wherever she is, it becomes a makam. It's her makam, it becomes a makam. But she doesn't have the male Indian of the ego. Therefore, if somebody's sitting in her makam, no problem. I go next door, I go to the next seat, and today, that will be my makam. But she'll stay there for the whole daven. The guy will say, this is my makam guru, he wants to have gold plates all over it. <laughs> Flags and gold plates, my name, he wants to have electric beams, he wants to have his name flashing over his seat. But then you'll never, he's never there. He's never there. I'm not even talking about he doesn't come to daven in that place. He can be davening in four other shuls. But even when he comes to the place, count. Watch, watch what goes on. Why can't you stay in your place? What's the matter with your makam? There's no kvies. Homelessness. It's very much tied into the male. The homelessness. Much more than a female. Because a, a woman is a makam. She's a bias. That's why they need very much in the home to make it Heinish. Not a guy. A guy will a guy will do this and he'll do that and he'll buy it and he'll take care of the bank and he'll take with the with the mortgage and everything like that. And then and then and then he's and he says like, Where are we going? Where are we going? And she's just like trying to put the hang some curtains. Where are we going? I gotta get out of here. 
makes him nervous to be in his mokum. It's affecting everything in our lives. It makes no doubt. No matter how much I talk about this, it's like this. Uh, it's not that a person has to have a sensitivity to, to look at oneself, to look at ourselves, honestly, to see what is the matter. To ask what's the matter. All this talk that I'm giving right now, is this going to help tomorrow in shul or tonight? Maybe. I mean, we only have a small heavy here, so what am I, what am I, you know, it's not like this is the, I'm talking to the shul. This is a... <clears throat> It's going to help. It's going to help a little bit with the with the with the with the all the talk about about being on the on the uh, on the uh, computers all the time. I'm, I'm not talking about, again. I'm not talking about a person has to be at work. I'm talking about I'm talking about some somebody like I was screaming about last week. That Sadik sitting at sitting at at, at at quarter to six or six o'clock in the morning, driving around over here. It's, it's it, is this going to change? It's getting worse and worse and worse. Unless a person comes to an honest place in himself to say. I've had it. I want to have a mock in my life. And, and th- that means with his wife, with his children, with his, with the Rabbani Shalom, with the place that he davens, to have a mock to put an end to the homelessness, to the, to the, to the uprootedness. It's, it's, it's the saddest thing. It's the saddest thing. But if a person doesn't pick up on this, then he doesn't have a feeling of hamokim. Hamakam. Look, when a person nabach, when a person is sitting shiva, what do you tell him? Hamakim yinachem esham. Could be the first time in 40 years that he stayed in his house for seven days. So hamakim means the banishlam, but it's not just the banishlam. Hamakim means this place should comfort you. You just lost something in your life that gave you a feeling of having a home, a father, God forbid, a mother, God forbid. A husband or wife there's a, there's a nechama that one feels in his makam to have a makam to have a makam it wouldn't be right, can you imagine? someone sits during shiva and they're coming he's going to sit there, going to sit there on, on, his iPod, on his iPhone what do you think? he's going to be with the iPhone God forbid when a person sitting and they're coming to a menachem avo So for the first time, the person feels a little bit hamakim. Just when he lost, he feels I have a hamakim. He needs to have a hamakim. A normal person, but people are not normal. So now you see another thing. You see by shiva, people are going to four different places too. There's no such a thing. There are many explanations for it that, are, that, that sometimes you have to. But would you ever have such a thing in Jewish history that people had four shiva places? Never. Never. Tinek on Tuesday. With me on Wednesday, Flatbush on Thursday. Well, that's it. Even by, even by Shiva. Jaytach Hahin in the hair. Not to have a Malkum. One time in his life he could have a Malkum. He's got to be in four different Makaimas. That's a deep opinion. You could write it off in, very, in, in a lot of ways, but it's a very, very deep opinion. Then we'll get back to the sugi of the of the Tchum Shabbos and what Shabbos can do to help us. Binyamin asked, "How? What do we do about that? Shabbos, without Shabbos, we bechlal would be finished. The Shabbos is a kriyas, a Tchum Shabbos that we have to have through Shabbos and through our marriages. There's Hashem. Elokei Avram Be'ezra. It says that Hashem's Baruch helps that a person connects to Shabbos and connects to home, that he can establish that place to have a makom in his life. We should be to return to the makom.